doing <laughs> oh here's the thing unhappiness depression one of the biggest challenges in the world right now antidepressants are the drug of choice for most people uh, the drug of choice for most doctors prescriptions and our world is getting sicker more depressed weaker softer angrier uh, unhappier and I'm out here today with the best antidepressant drug available to humankind. Fresh air, sunshine, getting puffed, overloading my body. And there's not too much argument from the best in the world because the pharmaceutical drugs that are being dispensed at a large rate, at a rapid rate all over the world, they are designed to do what I've just done. They're designed to change the chemical balance in your brain. But I'm standing here today in a very interesting situation and it's very, and in fact, it's not controversial. It's just going to be interesting to see how long this takes for, for the average uh, medical person to get an understanding of what's going on here. There's been an understanding in the psychology, psychiatry group in the, of medical professionals since about the 1960s. One of the reasons why we get depressed or why humans get depressed is because of a serotonin challenge in the brain. So the pharmaceutical companies decided that they would produce drugs that added serotonin into the body. And the real challenge with that, of course, is that uh, there's been a lot of drugs dispensed to do that. And thank goodness for ongoing medical education... Uh, that a lot of that information is now, uh, and I'll, I'll phrase a, a psychiatrist who shared this with me personally, Rowie, we, we don't need to disprove that because it was never proved in the first place. That's a very strong statement. One of the most prescribed drugs in the world, uh, in now in 2022 and whenever you're listening to this, uh, the top uh, psychiatrist is suggesting via scientific research that that particular drug may not work the way we want it to or it has never worked the way it was supposed to or that uh, there has to be a better way. Nobody knows what that is yet except that when they've done studies with take an antidepressant and do some exercise, that the results were the same. Now, one of the challenges that we've got with pills, of course, any kind of pill, is if I take a pill and I'm told that it works then is there a, a chance perhaps that there'll be a placebo effect that because I've been told that it works, my body will actually respond to that. And again, there's not too much argument about that, that if I'm told that it works, it works. So for example, a lot of the, the pharmaceutical drugs, particularly the, the chemicals for the brain, the antidepressant drugs, they come with a big long list of uh, side effects. And I always ask people, please learn the side effects of an antidepressant. The reason this is so important to me is I've spent my entire career as a personal exercise coach, uh, predominantly with people who don't feel happy. They're depressed and they are on antidepressants and or a whole heap of other drugs and it's, it hasn't worked for them or it's only worked for a short period of time. So my driving force is always to learn more about the brain, learn more about the pharmaceuticals that people are given, learn more about what exercise can do for the brain and can we help fix or change this particular challenge. Well, the interesting thing is that with a, 
with this a, a drug, the side effects. Uh, I can't think of another word. They're horrible. Uh, if you take an antidepressant and you read the side effects of what that drug can do to your body, uh, the worst one for me, of course, is suicidal tendencies. And interestingly, and I'm just going to make a connection that seems common sense to me, if millions of people have been taking a drug that causes suicidal tendencies because they're unhappy, is it possible that the suicide rates would go up? Just... An interesting, I just think that that's important to ask that question. Is it possible that if that drug doesn't work, uh, that that it could work if people are told that it works? And I use this example. If, if a drug's got a side effect and you're told that if you take this drug, you'll get this side effect, uh, is there a placebo to that? So that I go home, if somebody says to me, if you take this drug, you could get a headache, and I go home and get a headache, I might say, well, that drug must be working because I've got a headache. And again, I always ask these questions and I ask these questions of psychologists, psychiatrists, neuroscientists, medical professionals, because I want answers to those questions, don't you? Well, the interesting thing is that most people that take an antidepressant, they get those side effects. Uh, they also will share that for a certain period of time, they feel better or that's, that antidepressant made them feel better. But now we've got this whole heap of new research in 2022 to say that whatever we thought that drug was doing, it's not doing it. Now, that lot of research might be proven wrong too. I don't know. I'm not here to ask. I'm here to ask the questions, not to make statements. But what I'm concerned about is this. What we do know is that when you compare antidepressants to exercise, the result is the same. I feel better. <laughs> But the side effects are completely different. So if I exercise, I feel good. My brain chemistry changes. And there's no one that will argue that. Nobody exercises and feels. You can't after you exercise. This is the beautiful thing about exercise. It doesn't matter what mental state your head is, head is in. When you put uh, or you change your brain chemistry where you pump, first of all, epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol to get puffed and lift heavy or a combination of both, the reverse of that then, the neurochemistry change in your brain is that you have dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotropic factor, so you feel good. So the beautiful thing about the medicine of exercise is that when you get puffed and when you lift heavy, you feel good. The, the physiology is on our side. Isn't that awesome? So if you're constantly injecting yourself with exercise, if you're constantly taking the medicine of exercise, you can always feel good. And that's, <laughs> I'm the living, breathing example of that, Robbie. You can't be happy all the time. Well, yes, you bloody can, because every time I don't feel so good, I go and punch the bag or I come outside in the fresh air and punch the bag or I get on the treadmill or the cross trainer or I run up some stairs or I run through the soft sand or run up the driveway and I get puffed and then I feel better. And when I feel better, I can think more clearly. And is it possible, because one of the real challenges that I have with the, the pharmaceutical side of things is that you'll have suicidal tendencies and you'll feel, uh, one of the words is that my clients have used is brain fog. I can't think clearly. And if you can't think clearly, what happens to the rest of your life? So why am I stepping on this very important but controversial topic or I'm stepping into it wholeheartedly is that we have kids, hundreds, thousands, if not millions of kids now being given an antidepressant for all sorts of reasons. An antidepressant that has side effects that are horrible and First of all, would it be a really good idea to find out what those side effects are and then make an informed decision? Uh, 
I'd like to say that people would read the packet and read the side effects, but often now an antidepressant, the, the side effect isn't even in the packet. It comes with a, a, a pieces of pile of paper on these are some of the side effects that you could get. Interestingly, I'll share it again, people will get those side effects so their, their brain connects that with, well, my antidepressant must be working because I'm getting these side effects and the side effects are yucky. I don't want that for anybody. Did you know that the side effect of exercise, so the medicine of exercise that makes you feel good, the same as an antidepressant is supposed to make you feel good, the side effects of exercise is that your brain thinks more clearly. You get neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. So your brain, old brain cells drop off, you grow new ones. Your brain thinks differently, neuroplasticity. You can think more clearly so you can make better decisions. That's your brain. But what about your body? The side effect of exercise is you'll get fitter and stronger. So your central nervous system fires up better. That's your brain. Your hormonal system fires up better. That's your emotions. That's your hormones. Your heart and lungs work better so you'll be fitter. So all of your body has better circulation. So that's hair, skin, nails, teeth. Everything works better. And then on top of that, you have a body that turns into a fast calorie-burning, food-burning, fat-burning, sugar-burning machine so that you burn up the calories that you put in so you're less likely to be overweight. A lot of people take drugs because they're overweight. They're depressed because they're overweight. But if you're really fit and strong, your chances of being overweight are much less. And here's the really interesting thing with that one. There are a lot of people who've shared this with me because I've been doing this a very long time, that even though they didn't lose any weight or they didn't lose any clothes size or any body fat percentage, because they feel better after they exercise, that doesn't concern them so much. So yeah, Ro, I looked in the mirror this morning and I felt a bit chubby. I looked a bit chubby, but I felt great. Isn't that awesome? That's what exercise does for the human body. So it gets your body physically into great shape makes you feel better about yourself. What about your immune system? We have germs and bugs and viruses and diseases. 80% of those don't, well, like 80% of those things that we get into our body could cause serious damage, but they don't have to because when you're fit and strong, your body, your immune system can fight them all. And we've got two immune systems, one that we're born with and one that comes on if some weird thing comes into our body. So isn't it awesome that you've got, if your body's fit and strong, your immune system's strong, it can fight everything that it's, that attacks it and if something new comes up comes along like a worldwide pandemic virus your body can learn how to fight that as well because it's fit and strong we don't use we don't seem to use exercise as a medicine and the reverse medicine is exercise and this is what the top medical professionals are saying if you don't want to get sick get fit and strong because your chances of getting sick will be so much more reduced if you are, so that's the med, if medicine is exercise. If you don't want to get sick, exercise. If you are already sick, if you are already depressed, if you're overweight, if you've got coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, depression, cancer, any of the horrible diseases, if you get fit and strong, you can fight them more effectively. You're less likely to have them for as long and they're less likely to come back again. Uh, that's a beautiful circle for me. What do you think? The medicine of exercise. But this headspace thing, I want our kids to have healthy heads. How about you? I would like everybody to have a healthy head. And is it more likely that our head will be healthy if we're outside, fresh air, sunshine? Get puffed to get fit. Lift heavy to get strong. Get your brain working effectively. And let's just say, let's just say that an antidepressant was the ultimate thing to fix an unhealthy head. If that's the case, but it's got these horrible side effects, 
wouldn't it be nice to try something else before we had to try something with such horrible side effects? So yes, if you get cancer, you can get chemotherapy and chemotherapy and radiation are likely to kill the cancer. But wouldn't it be nice to not get the cancer in the first place? And the oncologists, the best in the world, are sharing that with us, that if you're fit and strong, 80% of cancers, you are less likely if never going to get them because 80% of cancers are caused by bodies that are weak and unfit and unhealthy. So if you're fit and healthy and strong, you're less likely to have those challenges. So even if antidepressants are the answer to a brain that's already depressed, wouldn't it be nice to not get depressed in the first place? Wouldn't it be nice to have a healthy, fit, strong body that can deal with everything because you've got a strong brain and a strong body? I'm just going to throw those questions out there. In a world where our kids are on antidepressants, our mums are on antidepressants, our dads are on antidepressants, our school teachers and business people are on antidepressants, and I just wish that they could use the opposite or opposing or different medication, which is get fit, get strong, change your brain chemistry and feel fantastic because you you did that to yourself rather than having to have a medical intervention. So the, the question here is, Whatever you decide to do with your body, of course it's your body. But isn't that awesome? The doctor could say you have to do this, but it's your body. And I'll use this as a fun example. Fun might not be the right word. But a lot of doctors will tell you, you need to lose weight because otherwise this is going to happen. But people don't. Uh, Doctors will say, if you don't lose weight, you'll get coronary heart disease or type 2 diabetes, or you've already got coronary heart disease and type 2 diabetes because you're overweight. If you lose weight, you'll get rid of them. But people still keep eating large amounts of food. So they don't do what the doctor said. The doctor says if you don't want to get lung cancer, don't smoke. And the doctor says if you, if you have lung cancer, you really shouldn't smoke. And smoking causes lung cancer. But guess what? People still smoke. So even though the doctor tells them to do something, people still don't do it. <laughs> so even if your medical professional says you should take this medication, all I'm asking is this very special question. There are more than one medical professional in your life. Get a second opinion. Could that be a good idea? How about a third opinion, a fifth opinion? What I do know about medical professionals, because I'm involved with them every day, is that doesn't matter what opinion a medical professional has, there'll be another medical professional with an opposing opinion. And this is the one that I always use because it's very topical at the moment. There are medical professionals, top-level professors, oncologists, cardiologists, orthopedic surgeons, psychologists who say you should have a plant-based diet, you should be a vegan vegetarian, and they preach that adamantly. At the opposing end, there are oncologists, psychologists, cardiologists, exercise physiologists who say you should be a carnivore, you shouldn't eat any plant-based, excuse me, any any plant-based foods at all, you should just be a, a carnivore, you should only eat meat. So which one do you believe? They're all professors. They've all been at university for years and years. They've all done research studies. Most of them are published research scientists, but they just cherry pick their uh, information to suit their story. So the vegan vegetarians, the plant-based people, completely oppose the carnivore people. Which one do you believe? We have the right as humans to make our own decision. And my question is this, if you're fit and strong, 
could it be possible that you don't have to take either opinion? If you get to know your body, if you get to know your own anatomy and physiology, if you work out what's best for you, because I always share that there are vegan vegetarians who are healthy, fit and strong, and there are carnivores that are healthy, fit and strong. They've just worked out what's best for them. There are people that take antidepressants and it works for them. There are people that take antidepressants who feel suicidal. Could it be, should it be a really good idea to get a second opinion, a third opinion, a fifth opinion, but most importantly, could it be a really good idea to work it out for yourself? There's new research right now in 2022, whenever you're listening to this, but in 2022, it was decided, discovered, worked out, research showed that perhaps all of the information that we had received about depression and serotonin may not be correct. Should we work out now what's going to be best for us rather than just keeping to believe the old information? Could it be a really good idea to find out what the new information is all about? And could it be a really good idea to chat to your medical professional? And if you don't like the information that that medical professional gives you, could it be a good idea to go and get a second opinion? That's what I'm here for. My name's Rowie. Romax is all about being healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. Not other people telling you how to live your life, not people telling you what to eat and how to exercise, but you being able to work it out for yourself. Thank you for coming to Romax and thank you for investing time in your body, in your life, so that you can live your life to the max. I feel good, na 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 na, because I love my life and I love being healthy, fit, and strong, and I love being outside and I love the fresh air and sunshine. Woo!